lean with it. Lean with it. Lean with it. I bounce in the club, so the call me all right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 87737Grind. All right. Um, all right, so as we continue, um, and we'll dive into uh, the National Football League right now. Uh, you can still respond to uh, the Giddy situation if you want to. But um, last night we put a bow on week 12 as the Chicago Bears were 12-10 victorious over the Minnesota Vikings. Um, look, I know the game's getting beat up a lot. I mean, I don't think it was that bad. Um, you know, it depends on, you know, again, scoring is down in the NFL this year. And it's crazy to me because they've done everything to help improve the offenses and the rules, but scoring is really down. Um, like, again, you can't tell me that. And, look, I'm not telling you it was a great game, but a horrible game was Colts and Denver last year on Thursday night. That game yesterday was nowhere close. It was nowhere It was nowhere close to that, in my opinion. Um, but I can see why. And, again, you know, I love the tandem in Troy and Joy, uh, Joe Buck, but a, a lot of it has to do where the mentality, like if, if at the end of the game, you know, Troy makes his comments, uh, you know, by, oh, it's funny for fitting for this game. And then everybody kills like, oh, that was such horrible. It wasn't Colts in Denver last year. That was bad. I think what you saw last night was, you know, two teams, one uh, that has gotten hit severely with the injury bug, speaking of Minnesota. You know, I know today I think Justin Jefferson is coming off the IR, so I think he's due to return here soon. Um, and you saw the other side of the coin, speaking of the Chicago Bears, is uh, still a team that, you know, they've got – they made the move for more, DJ Moore, I get that. But Justin Fields – and, and I would just sit there and say this. I mean, it's obvious when I'm looking at him. He's had a lack of coaching. Um, you know, I don't know if Justin Fields um, is ever going to be a quarterback in the NFL that's going to have a, a path to Canton, Ohio. But I think Justin, Jeff, Justin Fields, you can sit there and win some games with him. Again, I know it sounds redundant, defensive-minded coach. Um, they won the game, though. On the other hand, with Minnesota, hey, this is why I don't get caught up. I mean, the guy that sits to the left of me, I know he's a sucker for good, feel-good stories. But this is why I tell everybody he's been on multiple teams for a reason. It was a good, it was a good story. Um, he's not an NFL starting quarterback. Um, I don't see any franchise going to or any coach that's going to hitch his wagon to to Dobbs uh but he's a good guy and you know he's very successful I mean to sit there and have the type of degree and the type of life that he could have outside of football um there's very few selected people that are gifted to be in that position and on top of that he's one of the few to be skilled enough and athletic enough and smart enough to make it and crack it into the NFL but I told y'all I mean, we're in an era where it, it, it kind of it, it kind of chats my hide a little bit because we're in a time where we'll be quick 
people in the media, fans, will be quick to go ahead and let's say write off a Russell Wilson and then try to say that Geno's better than Russ. But yet and still, we'll sit there and try to sell the fact of Josh Dobbs because it's a good story. I mean, you know, sports is entertainment. You know, you sit on Sundays and Thursdays to get entertained, but we're so quick to be like, oh, and, and again, what happened last night does not take away from him showing up in one town to the next and showing up to Minnesota and going to win two games. I mean, he did his job by keeping them afloat until their backup was Heineke. I'm not Heineke. Who, who's the backup? Mullins is who's coming back off of. Uh, yeah, they got Nick Mullins. Mullins. Yeah. He, so he did his job to what did he do? Go two and two in that stretch. Or, or uh, yeah, I, so they, they I lost. Think, I think technically uh, he went two and one um, because the one win that he picked up, he came in relief of the rookie that started. Well, he got two losses. He lost to Denver. Yeah. So he's two. That's two losses. You said he's two and one. That's but two losses. But, uh, but he's, okay, so he would be what, one and two then? He's either one and because, two or two and two. Because he doesn't technically get the win. That he came in relief. Remember? Okay, well that's fine. I mean, uh, if you they had their rookie start that one game. Okay, and then well, he's he got won. knocked out first quarter, and Josh Dobbs came. Okay, up so he's he's that was won the Falcons game or whatever. So he's won two games for him. Technically, I see by the books, but technically he's lost tw- twice. I knew he lost twice because one was Denver to that. Um, Kevin O'Connell, which I think is a good coach. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to be one of the next young, upcoming great coaches. I think he is going to get Minnesota turned around. I think they are going to compete for Super Bowls under him. Uh, they don't quit. They don't give up. But even Kevin O'Connell was noncommittal to him going forward after the game. But also praised him as well, too. I mean, that throw, he has to make that throw. An NFL quarterback has to make that throw uh, that he had his receiver wide open. And he just he missed it. I mean, he just – and again, that goes back to the accuracy and the amount of reps you get, uh, however you. But that that's one of those things I take from that. Look, Chicago gets the W. You can tell. The other thing I took from that, and I've taken it from the last couple of weeks – you can tell Justin Fields knows the Chicago Bears draft status situation. And the reason why I say that, because he understands that there's a probably a 90% chance they're going to be sitting with the number one and two pick overall, at least the number one because of the Carolina trade. So there, I would say that's a 95% chance that he's going to get that. Uh, that the Bears going to get that. And he knows that meaning like there could be a new coaching change, a sweep, I mean, you can tell Eberfus the way he's coaching. They haven't given up. He knows that he's coaching still for his job. Um, and Fields understands that whether they keep Eberfus or in this coaching staff or they clean house, the one thing that doesn't change, they're going to get the number one overall pick from Carolina. And you can tell that he's still under the what he's dealing with and the lack of coaching that he's gotten. You can tell that he's still trying to make plays. So for one – it's his value. It, you know, it, look, NFL is the ultimate team sport. It really is. It's the ultimate team sport. But don't get it twisted when you have situations and it goes this way for coaches and it goes away for players. It comes down to it. It's still a business, too. You've got to put on good film for yourself. Like, if you look at the prime example, look, and I know there's a report coming out today that's reporting that at the end of the season, which it ain't breaking news like hello, but at the end of the season that the commanders are looking to move on, you know, from Ron Rivera. Now, also a report that's surfacing out there 
is how Eric B. Enemy, and we've heard this about Eric B. before, that he's really having a hard – like these players and his offensive side is really – like he's weighing on them. They don't like it. And if you go look, and this is going to bring it full circle to my point about Justin Fields, and you can understand he's aware of the Bears having the number one pick because of Carolina. And, yes, he's trying to win games, but he's trying to put out good film for himself. Look at the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera. Go look at their last few games and Eric Bieniemy. Now, everybody that if you know an ounce of football and you've got a situation in a young quarterback in Sam Howell, and you've got an offensive line that is just probably one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League. Everybody in Mama knows. A high school coach would know. I even know. You do better running the ball instead of dropping Sam Howell back constantly. But you know why Eric Bieniemy is doing that? And do you know why he's in that meeting room? And, and, and from reports, Ron Rivera saying, hey, he's got full autonomy of the offensive side. Because keep in mind, last year, Ron Rivera coming in the press conference, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Now, to get his ass out of the witness protection program in Kansas City under Andy Reid, which I got a message for Kansas City and Andy Reid, because, you know, I've almost talked this in existence to where, like, it's a chance that they might have to, you know, Patrick might not be sitting in there, sleeping in his bed, and they got to find to do this. Right? I got another message. I'll get to them in a little bit. Has Ron Rivera came in and told Eric B, no, run the ball? No. You know why? Because he has full autonomy of the offense because that's probably what it took to get him to leave Kansas City. But in return, why do you think Eric B and he – Eric? Hey, look, I know I give most credit to Andy Reid for all of that, but, you know, they're looking like maybe some little bit difference maybe between the Nagy calling the plays. But the truth of it is Eric B enemy knows that. But why is he steady trying to basically put Josh – I mean, uh, excuse me – Sam Howe, why do you think he's steady dropping him back? Because he's got to create yards. He's out to prove that he can put yards up. Because if you go look at where Washington was at yard-wise last year, I mean, he's improved that. I mean, they, he ain't setting the world on fire, but it's an improvement for last year. Why? Because he's heard people like me in the media say, hey, man, that's Andy Reid. That's Andy Reid. He knows he's trying to eventually get a head coaching job. You know, I heard somebody say this, you know, earlier, which is true. Coaches are went meant uh and I think it was uh, it was uh great Lombardi. I, you know, coaches are paid to win games. That's the only one on the coaches staff that's paid to win games. Coordinators are paid to either stop teams from scoring or get yards. So my the bring it back full circle to Justin Fields. Justin Fields is trying to put get, he's out for himself, right? He, he wants to win. You, I think you will tell most of those guys in Chicago tell you he's a good teammate. He's a team guy, but right now in the circumstances, he doesn't have a big contract yet. He doesn't have generational wealth that he sold up from his family. He's trying to show, hey, despite what I'm working with with a defensive minded coach, DJ Moore and one receiver may. I'm still can go ahead and make plays, whether it's more with my legs, because I, I couldn't. I mean, Troy alluded to at least one or two. Hey, in my opinion, you got to make plays. You got to throw from the pocket and win in this league. We get it, Troy. We get it. Okay. There's no, you know, North Turner in Justin Fields' ear. There's no number 88 Michael Urban lined up one side, Ron Harper on the one. I get it, Troy, and I love Troy what he does. He's he's one of the best at the play. He's 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 good at what he does. You know. But that's why. So that's what I took from last night's uh, game as they're victorious. And also, 
the Dobbs experiment, the Dobbs rush is over. Once again. What do you got? If I'm not mistaken, you said in real time when he came out and, and had that uh, come from behind victory in his first game that he probably bought himself another five years as a backup, right? That, that, if like I'm not in mistaken, the league. Right. Yeah, because he's been around for six years already. Well, that was, first of all, I don't want to copyright infringe. That was Hasselbeck's take, but I echo what Hasselbeck, because I heard, I, I, I thought about that. I was like, damn, Hasselbeck made a good point because Matt, he, I mean, he's been a backup when he was playing, but yes, yes, go yeah, ahead. So, and so it's not necessarily that the, his time is done. And they, you look at Minnesota, they can be patient in terms of getting Mullins, you know, kind of back up to speed because Dobbs, it's not like Dobbs has necessarily lost you games. Yes, last night was about as bad as it gets. I think the stat that I heard this morning on CBS was um, he's the first quarterback for Minnesota since Matt Castle in 2014 to have four interceptions in a single game. All right. So but, it's as, but, that's as bad as it gets. Right. I, I think, well, first of all, the hype train, whatever you want to call it, the hype train, the possibilities of, hey, they found something here, that's over. And do you know why that basically he had four interceptions last night? The reason why is because, you know what? He's in his third or fourth game with Minnesota. There's DNA. There's film watching, yeah, there's people. Okay. That, that, like, like that, it, it, DNA. That's why. They understand what Kevin O'Connell's trying to do with them. That's what it is. I told you, man, coordinators get paid money too. They get direct deposit on the 1st and 15th, man. Their job, their job is to basically find out how do we attack what is this quarterback's limitations. So if we haven't learned anything, if you are a listener of this show, if there's anything that I don't want, want you to take away and learn over the last couple of years, stop judging these quarterbacks trades and everything in a New York minute. Like that's, I mean, because that's, that's just what, I mean, that's just what it is. And, and, and we're quick to kind of do that and jump on, Hey, here we go. But the truth of it is they're a, they're there for a reason. Okay. You can't tell there. Look, there's a lot of front offices and GMs that can let a guy or talent get out of the building. Okay. And just say, hey, we missed on that one. We got to get that happens. You don't let five, six, four teams let you walk. So we'll see. Uh, Minnesota, that puts them at what, six and six? Um, you know, the NFC, you know, I don't get into the whole playoff picture. If the play now, I do have one point today I want to say, and I'll bring uh, that up. Yeah, six uh-huh. and six, and now on their bye week. So they do have, again, some time to get yeah. things right. Yeah, they're going to go with uh, what's his name? Um, Mullins. Yeah, he's. I mean, going into the bye week, coming out after performance, um, he'll be backing up. He'll be the number two. Speaking of Dobbs, um, because I think if you would ask Kevin O'Connell if he would have walked out of this after losing, you know, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, and you would have went to the bye week and you were sitting at six six in the NFC, he would have took it. So, um, you think all momentum is stopped with Dobbs? Like enough to go to to go back to to to, to go to Mullins because you're not even going back to Mullins because Dobbs came in in relief of Kirk Cousins. You I'm think going, all momentum is stopped? That this I'll, this I'll, party just has to be done? I'm I look. There's tape on him now, man. 
I try to tell you. It's, well, there was it's tape on him two weeks ago, it's, too. It's, too. it's tape with the Minnesota Vikings. The, the, Arizona well, is not using was, him. This was what, game four right. with the Minnesota so, Vikings. So, so there's been tape now so, for so, three weeks. And, and what I'm telling you is that there's a reason why he performed. Why else did he look like he did last night, Jonas? Well, I do look at his receivers and say that, that, that at least two of those interceptions uh, were on them. Um, and then that was a bad game last night. It really just it was a bad game last night. We know that the Bears' pass rush has gotten better. They picked a Montez Sweat at the at the trade deadline and decided to pay him. Look, man, it was prime time. Sometimes you can look uh, at a backup quarterback and say the the, the, the lights were too bright. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to give him another week. Look, I'm not saying that he's taking them to the Super Bowl. Look, I'm going to give him another week. Look, I know you probably do a lot more reading than I do. I need to pick up on my reading, you know, uh, but it is what it is. But when you like to read stories and you and you like novels come, eventually there's an end of a chapter that comes and the book is over. The bottom line is, if, if first of all, his, did his coach sound like we're going to keep the party going last night? His coach sounded like he need what he needed to say in terms of evaluating. He said Dobbs did a lot of good things, but, you know, and he's done a lot of great things since he got there. When they're back, but there's, Kurt, there's work to be done. There is. He's not. Look, man. You are who you are. You don't go. Well, that's seven, a New York man. That, no, but that's no. It's not, man. He's on his seventh. What is it? What's the number? It's thirteen this year uh, alone. Okay, this okay. season alone. All right, and go look at the quarterback playing the league. I mean, like there. I mean, the the bottom line of it is these guys are not going on tree. So I think he has. I agree with Hasselback. He's bought his Thompson in the league. He's not out of the league. But really thinking they're going to make a late push with him. I don't know about that. You listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind Watch out, watch out, 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pillin Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada. Using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pillin Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich complex flavor. And keep in mind, Pillin Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, and it's an official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour, and it's official whiskey of the Sports Grind and an official sponsor of the Sports Grind as well, too. 87737-GRIND. All right, so, uh, yeah, I, I look, he, he's going to be in the league. He's not getting booted out of the league, but I just felt I'm going by what I saw and knowing that there's tape on him now and knowing that he's on his third stop. He's been on multiple teams before, even last year, and I'm going by the performance, and I'm really going by the messages coach sent. I've, I've watched football long enough to know when coaches really believe still in their quarterback or that's the quarterback, they don't even, they don't even dance around with the media. You know, if it's uncertain, they'll give you the politically correct answer, and that's kind of what that was last night. But either way, I haven't looked at Minnesota's schedule, but they're going to have some work to do to grab on the wild cards. I don't think they're going to catch Detroit. I really don't. Now, the one team in that division to watch out for that might be turning the corner, and that's the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. You know, because I remember when we did the totals play, I mean, I kept saying, like, dude, there's a lot of people, even with Aaron Rodgers leaving, there was a lot of people, GMs, and a lot of, uh, you know, pundits that were still high on, you know, the roster of Green Bay. And they're a young team, and it might just be clicking. It might just have clicked at the right time, and we'll see. But they're not, Minnesota's not catching Detroit. And I don't think really, even though Green Bay just beat them heads up, I don't think they're catching them as well either. What do you got? And uh, when you look at that playoff picture, of course, the Vikings holding on to one of those wild card spots there at six and six. The Packers right behind them, as you said, five and six. Another five and six team, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, that can make some noise in terms of that wild card picture if they were to fall behind in their division. Of course, they're in the in the playoffs right now because they have the division. But. Right, I got you. Um, and we'll get to another playoff situation with the NFC that I wanted to bring up if it ended today. But moving on, uh, Dak Prescott says he was asked about the possibilities of what he thinks about, you know, the MVP talk. If he feels like he's having an MVP season, what does he think about that? And Dak just said, I don't give a feces about that. And uh, he goes, I really don't. He goes, I haven't done anything yet. Feces. He said he hasn't done anything yet. Uh, well, one thing we know he's done, he's got his firstborn on his way. Uh, no, I think him and his girlfriend announced that they were having their first child is being expected. I'm like, damn, man, I, we just came out. He was dating. Them. I don't know how long they've been dating, but I don't know if it's been that long. But you know me, I know it's bad. But the first thing I think is like, man, that's a powerball she just hit. I know we got the drawing on Tuesdays um, and Wednesdays, but that's the Texas lottery she didn't hit. I mean, come on, man. I will always speak that because I know it, it's true. And I'm not saying that she's just out for Dak money, whatever, but come on, man. Come on. You know? Like, it, it's, it's just real, but I'm like, damn. But I'm like, maybe this is why Dak is having success. But, no, he's playing. But, look, man, I credit him because I've defended him for keeping it real. They, not just Dak. The whole team ain't done nothing yet. They're beating up on little sisters of the poor, man. Like, they, they, you know, and again, Seattle has taken a little bit of lackluster out of this game on Thursday for me because they're really backsliding, okay? 
Geno and Seattle, it, it's looking real. It's aging not too well, okay? Because the way I look at Seattle, they're having the same problems they had when Russ was there. Offensive line can't protect, okay? And what's shocking to me is that I thought they were on the verge of having one of the best secondaries in the league over the next few years. They, Tyreek Woolen, UTSA's on there, they all backsliding, okay? There was an interesting benching to where he, he, uh, Tariq missed a lot of time on the field the other game. And look, you know, in the Seattle's defense in the league, and I think the 49ers have showed us that, you're go- look, teams go through peaks and valleys in the league. Like, it goes fast for us as fans in media. You know, it's 18 weeks, 17-game schedule. But if you talk about the peak and valleys, I mean, the 49ers are going in as a three-point favorite on the road in Philly, which I want to get to some takes on that here soon. But they lost three in a row. And everybody was off the Brock Purdy. Oh, he's a system guy. Everybody's, oh, here we go. They lost three in a row. They overcame that. So my point is, Seattle, they, now they lost five out of six. But they could be getting ready to hit their stride coming down the stretch. So I don't know. It could start with Dallas. But credit to Dak for standing up there because I think it's so long that he can give the PC correct answers. And I know that's what drove you know, the local media and the national media in regards to Russell Wilson, just his – PC answers to everything when the when the building and the house is on fire. And I think finally Dak has just said, hey, he hears and just say, no, I'm out here, Cowboy Nation. I haven't done nothing yet. You know, getting yeah, we're playing well. So hats off to Dak Prescott because he can speak for the whole team. They're playing well. You can only beat who's in front of you, who's next on the schedule. But the reality of it is the way they've lost these games on the big stage in the regular season of the playoffs, they haven't done anything yet. Okay, so credit to him. Moving on to the hottest team in the NFL right now outside the Philadelphia Eagles, the Denver Broncos. Um, According to Athletics, let me just get his name right, Mike Sando, or Sando, excuse me, Mike Sando of the Athletics says that an NFL defensive coach told him that Sean Payton is calling plays for Russ like he is a rookie. And he said, I don't want to use the word, I'm sorry, but game manager. But he's great at it. And I'm like, you know, first of all, you know my policy. Put a name on it. You know, credit to my guy. Jacked up, jacked up off of two cups of latte coffees. Said it was the worst coaching job maybe in NFL history. Not anonymous. He put his face on it and his name on it. So whoever this GM or this defensive coach, I would sit there and say, okay, look. You know, in one hand, you've got people saying that Russ looks like he's back to 80% or 90% of what he looked like in Seattle. This is the this is the formula. I heard this all on NFL countdown, pre-countdown last night, and, and this out there in the media. Um, well, you know, he's back to where those plays with Seattle, he's back to, you know, the Legion of Boom, you know, basically formula. And I'm like, look, man, first of all, same thing I said about when somebody in a Denver Bronco fan of mine on the timeline, she had basically put like, hey, no fly zone 2.0. And normally I don't come that hard at females, but especially if they're a Bronco fan, 
But I said, hold on, man. Like, first of all, wait a minute. Like, that that secondary, I can't stand that. That secondary brought a ring, man. That team, that defense is up there with the 85 Bears. Oh, I love what the, the way the guys are playing. Stop it. And stop it with the Legion of Boom, man. This That Legion of Boom for that one season, I mean, they couldn't keep it together because egos got involved and Russ got the big piece of chicken and everybody started, oh, man, teacher's pet, oh. Stop it. They're playing good. That's not. Let me get back to my Russell taking this whole gym. Look, man, I mean, so you've got one group out there say he's back 90%. I don't think that way. I think he's making plays. He's playing damn good. He's making play. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think he's in the clubhouse's comeback player of the year. I don't know who I'm missing. Uh, DeMar Hamlin has been the odds-on favorite for a uh, long and, time and, now. And, and, I, and I'll rip the league, and, and I don't care if it comes out wrong. I mean, God bless the brother. He, he, you know, he could have died on the field. How many games? They, they're not even letting Dar, uh, Hamlin really play. You mean to tell me, because I'll tell you that, if that's the case, I'll definitely call. I'll say that's double down on the Sean and the Denver hate. No, the, the criticism that Russ took, and it was personal last year. He played bad. Hackett looked bad. But at the same time, the vitriol he took, he's washed up. This is the worst trade in history. Yeah, I heard all that. I heard that in my city. I heard it nationally. And to sit there, we're going to go with Hamlin over the comeback player? Stop it. Stop it, man. Hey, look, man, I know we're living in some bad times where there's wars going on and everybody needs to love thy neighbor and we just want to be kumbaya. And that is a story of a man that almost lost his life. He has it. I can count on three fingers how many games he's got in this year. He's sitting there at minus 175 right now. Uh, Tua plus 275. Aaron Rodgers. If he makes a comeback, uh, plus 1,000, not a lot of love for it. Uh, Russell Wilson there, plus 1,000. Lamar Jackson, plus 1,500. Josh Dobbs, plus 2,500. Odds change, and I will tell you right now, I don't know if they're going to get there. You know, the great MLK, I might not get there with you. I don't know if they're going to get there. They get the, the playoffs at the one and five. They're going to, like I said, I told you asked me the question yesterday and I told you that I thought it was a little bit more impressive for what D'Amico Ryans is doing with a rookie quarterback if the Denver Broncos make the playoffs in the AFC West they're supposed to finish last people had them picked finish last the AFC West they come back from one to five their need that's a clean sweep that should be coaching like the the only person that I'll sit there and say okay coach give it to Dan Campbell but I'll, I'll listen to that. Come back. Play. The, the odds will change. If, if, if he gets them, whether it's defense bringing them, they get two turnovers, Russ is only throwing 130, the vitriol that he took, they make the playoffs. It is a travesty and it's straight up hatred if he ain't the comeback player of the year. Period. It depends on his role in that, though. No, it doesn't. Okay. It really does. No. Because if because if you're allowing, the again, the run game and the defense and Russ just kind of has to not mess up, as the athletic is kind of saying, he's getting the rookie rookie he's treatment. Top, he's top. Look, J- just the game he, manager. He's top. And that's not a comeback he, player. Of he's the year. he's got top stats and quarterbacks. Man in the red zone. He's the number one quarterback in the red zone with like touchdowns you, and things. Like you, like you no, said, Sean man, Payton hit all no, the sharp objects. I'm not. Look, you live your life by numbers. You sc- you you you, sure, yeah. you you comb the night to try to find every stat you can to support you so you can die on the hill of your Spurs theory. Oh, hey, the Lakers lost by forty four. Okay, you what's no out man. There, man. So so what you're not gonna do 
is when it comes down to numbers that it's not just yes. Is he, if there's a coach? Is his opinion? It's, and I'm the one that's even telling you that no, it's he's not all the way. He, those plays on third down, he's the rush from Seattle, but he can't do that every down. But it was so bad, and he played so bad, and people called him watched him and done the if he. It's not like he is top in categories. In, in like he's top three, five, maybe QBR, and he's number one with 16 touchdowns in the red zone and those in INTs. We're killing Josh, Josh. The Buffalo Bills are on the verge of missing the playoffs. Why? Because of digs? Because of defense? No, because Josh Allen is turning over the ball. Now, you can't blame the loss against Philly on Josh. But no, man, I like this is not why I brought this up. I brought this up for this coach's comments because I'm like, yo, which way y'all want it, man? I mean, at the end of the day, Sean, I, and I was the one who was consistent. I said, Sean is here to fix the Broncos. Russ is a by, Russ is a is is a bystander. Sean had six years, so you could sit there and say, "Well, you know, you wanted to go ahead and get, get quarterback. You want to get? I still want a young quarterback. I, I mean, at the end of the day, Russ ain't over the hill, but he ain't he ain't get Benjamin. Uh, what do they call uh, Button? Benjamin Button. Benjamin ain't Benjamin Button. I want one of them young studs. Been wanting one ever since Elway left. But what I didn't lose faith. What did I say? The guy got six years. And 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 and, and regardless if they make the playoffs or not, this has showed me. What I said at the press conference where they introduced him, he's going to be in, he's going to compete for Super Bowls. You could have Bill Belichick, you can have whoever you want to, and Sean is in the, he's, first of all, because the ownership, the money, he's in the perfect position than any other coach right now that could switch teams and become the first coach to win a Super Bowl in two spots. He's got a six-year contract and he's got a black annex card. And for y'all that's not fortunate, I probably never fortunate to touch one, just to educate y'all, those ain't got no limits. And that's why I'll tell Kansas City, and I'll keep saying this, Chiefs Kingdom, that like this is going to be interesting because I said, like, hey, man, what does it look like if Patrick got to come out of the wild card spot? I'll tell Kansas City, you better get it this season. And, and you, if you're going to get the division and you're going to get the seating and be up there, because I told you there's an adult in the room, and all this one and five did to me, because eventually they're going to lose again. I, I mean, they're a three-point underdog against Houston this week on the road. Okay. They got two games against the Chargers. They got one to rate. The only thing I'm asking for, I mean, it, I, I wanted to win in cultures. That's there. Now, I don't know if there's only three teams that's made the playoffs, I think, in NFL history after starting one and five. So this ain't normal. But the only thing I asked for, I've seen the winning coaches. All the thing, I, win week 17. Even if you ain't going to make the playoffs, you got, this has been the year of the streaks. Go beat the Raiders. That, and, then, and then it's a successful year for me. But to sit there and, and, and look at this situation of how bad it was, and one in five, and getting a seventy burger, and he's got some. No, man, they now if they don't make the playoffs. That's fine. I mean, Tua. I, I mean, I won't. That's that. I can say that that's a legit. You know, situ, they make the playoffs, one in five, and the vitriol that he took. Nah, man, that'll be straight up. Hey, we I'm, already. I've already got to come in here, scream, uh, free Kareem Jackson. You know, we, 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 the, the, the team is going in with predetermined, premeditated calls because they've got this dirty tactic because the head coach once showed up with a clown nose with the commissioner on it. Y'all thought it was just joking in August. I don't say, I don't, I don't, I don't like, let me, take a, let, let me take a clip from the, 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 the Oregon coach. I ain't here for clicks. They do it for clicks. I hear it because I really believe it. I mean, I mean I, I've watched this league forever. I was seven years old. Can you imagine a seven-year-old kid with an afro with Star Wars underwear in the hall watching football? 
I've seen the league too much. So I'm telling you that I will sit here and I will cause holy hell if they make the play. And that guy's not come back. That'll be hatred. I will give you Sean Payton plus 1,400 coach of the year. I will not give you Russell Wilson. Well, to be honest with you. This version of Russell, his role on this team, I don't think uh, that's not comeback play. I will give you Sean Payton coach of the year. Jonas, you said he was washed last year. You said it's going to go down as one of the worst. Like, I haven't pulled receipts on you yet because at the end of the day, And and really, really really quick, really quick here. Go ahead, spin doctor. Okay, because I've also. What's that song that group spin doctor play? What's that uh, song? Two Princes. Oh, okay. I, I, have to, I don't know about name, but go ahead. Um, but I'm allowed to adjust with the times, and I've already have because I've defended Russ against you. I've defended Sean Payton against you. No, you, I'll no, give you Russ. Sean, I, I, no, I, I've never I, left Sean. I, never left Sean's you were, side. You were saying there, there no. was a point. Nope. It was getting low. Nope. Okay. Never. Now, now I have said. Now I have. So, so your comeback player of the year. Let's stick it there. I have defended him against you. The only thing okay. you defended, okay. Jonas, was so, the fact so, that. So, so, mm-hmm. so, you bringing up last year's my my opinion from last year. At which point, Russ did look horrible. If you can't say Russ looked horrible last year, no, I've said that. Uh, what, 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 exactly, but, but no, but I'm saying, but no, horrible and washed up is two different things. You, you, like I said, the, the, and that's the message it, it, of the show. It, it looked, yes, it's a thin no. line with that man. No, Geno Smith, which I told you last year, was never better than Russ. Geno Smith has lost five out of six games. He he was never better than Russ. It got, and I'm not killing you for it because you weren't the only what did, one. What did I say last year? You weren't the only one. That, that, that Seattle no. was a system. At the end, and Russ did oh, great in that system. What, it, what's that system looking like without Russ? And, five and, out of six, and they got the same problems that they did. Ken looked, Block. It looked great last year without Russ. Okay? Looked great last year. They made the playoffs. I'm not mistaken. Because Geno was playing with house money, man. And, 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 but you, but he, I mean, pl- he played within he played within the system. All right. They succeeded. You can still look at Russ needed a new system this year. Translation. And to from the athletic. Translation. He's he's getting the rookie treatment tra- from tra- Sean Payton. Tra- no, he's Sean is brought to fix the Broncos. He's winning games. Sure, but that doesn't I, make they, Russell Wilson play. All I'm telling all, all I'm telling you, I've seen game managers in my lifetime. Okay, and you being a Cleveland Browns fan, I know you've seen a lot of them. So at the end of the day, Not I, good ones. no, I, I, well, I've seen game managers. So at the end of the day, no game manager is sitting top two or three in any category in the NFL quarterback statistic. Now, is he lighting it up? No, I came in here yesterday and said he's not throwing. What did I give the credit to, man? 1A was Sean. 1B was Franz Joseph. And I put Russ in third. But if he leaves this team from the playoff and the vitriol always taking, no, nah, man, give me this Hamlin. Good story. Look, love the brother still alive, but stop. Man, he didn't even play two games. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. 
It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.